Advent, we begin a new liturgical year in the church. And Advent, like Lent, is a penitential season. But it has a very specific character. Advent is, of course, one of the most beautiful seasons in the church. It certainly has some of the loveliest hymns ever written. Like all liturgical seasons, it is a time of grace. And this grace can pass us by if we are not watching and waiting for hope. And the great image of Advent waiting in the scriptures is the watchman. I don't know whether you've come across this image before, but the watchman is a very significant image in the scriptures. It is something that all ancient cultures would have immediately understood. Every city, every town would have had a watchtower, and a sentry would be on the lookout for any danger. In some ways, he was the most important person in terms of security for the city. If the watchman failed in his lookout, the city could be invaded by enemies quickly. The watchman had to be one who could live through the tedium of his job, but be alert at all times. The rest of the city could work in peace, without fear, because they knew that if there was danger, the watchman would alert them to it. This is also what we see in the Gospel as the doorkeeper. If he is awake, the rest of the people can work without fear. This figure takes on several layers of spiritual meaning in the scriptures. The watchman is an image of prayer. Finally, God himself is the watchman watching over Israel, who never slumbers or sleeps. And God watches over his people for their good. And we can pray, watch for God doing his work because God is good. We still use this in modern parlance. We say someone is looking out for us. This was the fundamental hope of ancient Israel. This God was their God. He was their father. He was there for their good. Even if they slipped up, even if they went astray, God would not give up on them. He was always watching over them to provide what was good for them. And because they knew God was looking out for them, they could always have hope, even if they were, by their own fault, they had gone wrong. God would come to their rescue. And things would go very wrong when Israel would be overtaken by their enemies because of their sins. They would lose everything when they went into exile in Babylon. But there, they would have hope. And this hope would come from the promise of God that he would come to their rescue and would restore them to their own land. So even in exile, they would continue to watch and wait, which is to pray, using the image of the watchman, waiting for God to fulfill his promise. God would fulfill his promise to them, and they would return to their own land. But then they would realize that it is not the same. They had been in Babylon for 70 years. Their hearts had changed. They were now caught between Babylon and Israel. The glory of God was not there with them. It, is, it was at least not as they remembered things to be. Before they were taken captive, there was an external enemy. When they were in exile, there was this idea that when they were back in the land, everything would be better. This, I'm sure we all know, we can often tell ourselves, we are in this place because of these circumstances. Once the circumstances change, these will change and everything will, be become, everything will become better. And sometimes we find that we don't. Everything remains the same, even when our circumstances are different. Israel come back, but nothing much changes for them, and they realize the problem is in their heart, which is not addressed in God. And the mournful cry we hear in Isaiah today comes from this situation. They're asking God to set things right. Listen to the student. Why do you let our 
let us harden our hearts against fear again. This is the cry of the watchman for God to come and set things right. Then the next time an enemy we can fight them, but most times they are our worst enemies. A friend told me a story, the true story of a Chinese Catholic man. He had suffered a lot of persecution for his faith, mostly through economic hardship and isolation. But in all this suffering, he clung to his faith and never renounced it. Finally, he had a chance to make his way to the promised land from the United States. And now he was free to be who he was, to practice his faith, to live as he wished. He was going to daily mass, praying, and he was joyful because he could express himself freely. He, had, he set up a small business, and at some point as the pressure of the business increased, he let go of going to daily mass and just prayed by himself and went to church on Sundays. A year or so later, he realized he could make a lot more profit if he worked on Sundays, and gradually he stopped going to mass altogether. His prayer life slipped. At one point, he woke up from his spiritual slumber and he confessed. But what? And he realized that what the Communist Party wasn't able to do to him, getting him to renounce his faith and stop practicing it, he had done all by himself. When given his freedom, in small steps he prioritized God. But mostly just sensible living in the world, as the world would put it, God had disappeared from his life. To realize that we are away from God and the one who gives us life is itself grace. It is the grace of this season. We might suddenly do something. We might suddenly find that we have crossed the line which we never thought we would cross. Maybe in my marriage over time I find that my love has dried up. In my priesthood I can discover that suddenly I haven't taken time to pray for days or weeks. I've been a manager, a counselor, a minister, all kinds of things. But Inside I am empty because my faith has dried up. I can still keep up appearances, but that will eventually crack. And when I realize my situation, I find that actually I am too weak to change course. And the Advent cry is the cry of the watchman. Tear open the heavens and come down. Touch the mountains. Wreath them in smoke. There is no other God like you. The closed heavens are our own hearts. We cannot break through our sloth, but God can. You know that mountains form from tectonic plates colliding and rocks being pushed together over millions of years. And they are unknowable. That can be a lot of collisions, a lot of means and disappointments, sinful patterns which we haven't watched for, all coming together into a mountainous range in our hearts, which makes it unknowable. Instead of our heart being soft and open, it becomes hard and cynical, close to God and everyone else. But when God touches the mountains, they shake and melt. God has power over the things that hold our hearts captive. This is the Advent hope. This is the Advent promise. What needs to change in your life? God comes to set us free. But we have to ask and we have to wait. We have to wait knowing that only God can save us. And for this we wait together. One day of opening ourselves to God is through reconciliation, going through confession this season. It is a time of grace. Do not let it pass you by.